yeah, man. So we're kind of talking about this whole, <laughs> the whole controversy. I don't, why is it even controversy? It's just like it's it's just dumb. It's it's black and white, really, on this one. I don't care who you are, but basically, you got trans women in women's sports. You know, trans women competing against biological women. You know, and like <laughs> like you were just saying, one thing you're not really seeing, you don't see trans men trying to compete against biological men. Right. You never see it. You know, you I wonder why, <laughs> which which goes to show once again how much smarter women are to men, compared to men. I remember <laughs> in, biological. In trans women sports, there was a guy, there was a trans woman who he was when he was a biological male, he competed in Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. Number 100. It wasn't anywhere close to the top of the echelon. And then he became a transgender woman. And now he's no, now he's breaking records. And probably, there's no telling what else he's breaking <laughs> reminds me what's that um that one you um mma fight was it raven fox or something like that yeah 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 man so i'm assuming like why is this even allowed to happen at this yeah, point and, and also where are the feminists now where are you feminists why are you not protesting you fought for all these rights for women and now all these things that you want with equality and whatever else is being taken from you well, it's like Bill Burr said, the feminist movement failed women's sports because none of these yeah. women showed up for the WNBA. They should have <laughs> right. been filling the stands. He's like, where are all you women now? You, yeah, know, you can true. even knows the team that's in their, in their state or city, and no one knows the top several players. He goes, all you women failed <laughs> the women's sports movement. Well, it's funny because basically probably the most famous WNBA player of this lifetime and in, in this generation now is Brittany Griner. That's because right, right. you know she got captured and was in prison in Russia, <laughs> you know. But I'm like, name me ten more of the top WNBA players, and name no one 10. had ever heard of Brittany before that. No, no, no it's funny when you think about when you think about WNBA players, you think about the ones who started when it first started: Cheryl Swoops, Lisa Leslie. You know, right, right. <laughs> you know, you right. think about those people who are like in the Hall of Fame and things like that. But you know, again, those are the ones who actually they were there from the very beginning. But how many can you really name now? You, uh, the one Chichini or whatever, she works on ESPN. So the ones you can name now, they're, they're doing other jobs. You don't really, you didn't really remember them when they were on the court and do anything. So it just says a lot right there. Same thing about like the women's soccer team. You only think about them every four years, <laughs> you know, and that's at the Olympics. But what happens, you know, in between that time? There's not even much being said. So I'm just like, where, where are you? Now you can't, when it comes to, other sports or especially male dominated sports you can't shut dudes up about it they know everything they know stats they know stats that go all the way back to like the 1800s okay they're all in it and they're they're supporting it they're packing it in so i'm just like okay here's your moment and you're not really taking advantage of that and so kind of leaving yourselves right for the picking some some guys who, who feels like he's a woman to dress up and basically now they're at a point where you you almost can't deny them because you're going to seem like it's hate speech or something like that. And even coming from women, I mean, look at JK Rollins, but you know, I have to give JK her props, stand by your shit, man. <laughs> you know? So, and she's also the pure definition of fuck you money. <laughs> Cause she, she's at the point where like, yeah, I'm not changing my position on that. I'm for women's rights, but you know, I'm not supporting, you know, transgender rights over a, a woman's right. <clears throat> and she's like, you can counsel me, but who's going to really counsel? I mean, even the ones that say they cancel her, they're still watching Harry Potter secretly. <laughs> okay. They're not giving up their fucking collection of Harry Potter. They're still there. So that's one thing that's kind of funny about cancel culture. I always think about 
was really weird about cancel culture, like how they pick and choose. And I mean, let's take, for example, like, you know, someone can do a tweet from 10, 20 years ago. I mean, 10, 15 years ago. And then all of a sudden pops up and you said this, this, and this, you know, somebody that's never been canceled that did a lot of questionable shit in his first job, the rock, right? Okay. Anybody that was in WWE, especially during the attitude era of the late nineties and early two thousands, they did a lot of me too ish type shit. Even Vince McMahon who <laughs> did so much me too shit that he pretty much was getting sued and, and by these women and that he had pretty much done things, allegedly done things to, and pay them hush money. And basically he took about six months off just so it could die down. And then guess what happens to my, first of all, WWE, no, no one canceled that. Everybody's still in all in. And on top of that, now he just sold it to Endeavor who owns the UFC, who's the president of the UFC is on video slapping his wife. No one canceled Dana White. He's still here, <laughs> you know? So it's it's fun to have people pick and choose. And like I said, The Rock has done a he did a lot of things at the WWE that was part of his job description that was very me too-ish. Okay. It was very misogynistic. But yet still, these women are not going to cancel him. Now, if he was a little bit hideous, they might bring it up. <laughs> okay, but it's the rock. So well, the, the whole me too stuff is interesting because there was this documentary on Marilyn Manson recently. We talked about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I watched it and it was very convincing. I was like, wow, Marilyn Manson's a terrible person abusing all these women. But now it's come out that a lot of those stories, if not all of them, are just made up. They're just a total fabrication. And a lot of doubt has been thrown on this whole movie and also the intentions of, I forget the name of the actor, Evan Rachel Wood, her intention yeah. with doing this is more of a revenge piece. So the bottom line is that it's <laughs> it's easy to be manipulated. It's crazy. That's, the connection that's what we have to realize. Like, you got her making those accusations. It's the, the connection. You got her making those accusations about him. And then, you know, he was, you know, known for being with Rose McGowan, who pretty much was key in kicking off the whole Me Too movement in Hollywood. Right, right. <laughs> it's just funny how all this stuff just intertwines with each other. Well, I believe that Rose McGowan said she actually came to his defense, Marilyn Manson. Yeah. But yeah. she said that that was never my experience with him. He never right. he was never abusive at all to me. I, if I if I remember it correctly, I can't say I'm 100 percent sure of that, but I'm pretty confident that I that I read that somewhere. Yeah. But see, the thing is, anyone can make an accusation. That's the problem, and just the accusation can ruin your whole career and reputation. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few people have been that way, and they either had to just stay out of the spotlight for a little while and and slowly come back in, or they just haven't been able to come back from that. I remember reading an article in the Wall Street Journal a while back, and it was some adults talking about how they, they don't want to be camp counselors anymore or yeah. work with kids because now some kids will say, hey, if you don't let me do this, I'm going to tell everyone you touched me. Now, I'm not yeah. saying the majority of kids are doing this, and I'm not saying that when kids talk about this, they're lying. But obviously, it's in the realm of possibility that a kid can take advantage of a situation. And even if you didn't, how do you, I mean, just just the, just the accusation itself. Yeah, just the know? accusation. Just going through the whole process. Yeah. Even like right now, even yeah. on yeah. a different note, not necessarily with, you know, dealing with kids. But this one, let's look at Jonathan Majors right now, <clears throat> who pretty much now he was, he's the it guy in Hollywood. You know, he's in um, Ant-Man, Quantum Realm. He's playing King the Conqueror. He's in all these, uh, all these Marvel movies coming up now. He's basically going to be the center of the franchise, like, like Thanos was in the last, in the last little phase of Marvel, you know, and then there's the accusation you know, his girlfriend at the time was trying to say that, he, you know, he abused, you know, he hit her, but then it comes to find out it was the other way around. He's the one that called the police or whatever, but it doesn't matter because just in those, in with that week or so, it did enough to start making people question. 
And it's just like, and it could be, it could end up being a Johnny Depp situation. Like how, you know, how, how will, will Johnny Depp ever be back on top the way he was now after this thing with Amber Heard, even though come to find out, you know, everything worked in his favor, but again, enough damage was done to make people kind of like, "Eh, eh." (laughs) you know, where he might be a liability, you know, at this point. Well, that, that whole case was interesting too, because it was pretty much every woman I saw posting about it was taking Johnny Depp's side. Well, I mean, Amber Heard is fucking crazy, dude. Well, I know, I know, I know. I mean, not saying that Johnny Depp's not crazy. I don't know the details of the situation, but generally the feminist types will come to the woman's defense no matter who she is. But in this particular case, no one will. Dude, you have to watch some of the, <laughs> some of the video, like her, of the videos she was actually shooting at the time, like, like it was going to be evidence to, you know, make her look good. It was making her look like, like trash just like okay well she took a dump in his bed i know there's no way to to defend that (laughs) you know you know a certain friend of ours would like that you know but i'm just saying (laughs) one of our friends would be like shit don't threaten me with a good time Yeah, we'll have to get him back on the show and talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> How did this whole predilection come? I mean, actually, you know what? I take that back. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's just like you, the mystery needs to be there. It's like something you don't need to be explained. I don't. You don't want to know everything about your friends. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like meeting, like, meeting like celebrities, somebody that you really look up to. What you mean, like, oh man, I wish I had met him. He's such a dick. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, this is just. <laughs> Interesting people in Hollywood, man. Hollyweird. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a reflection of everyday people. It's just that we don't know everyday people. Well, it's, it's a reflection of everyday people with just a, a, a higher salary. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 way higher salary. <laughs> it's like it's a different type of crazy. This is a high end crazy right here. <laughs> you know, this is high end creepy. And a lot of them tend to have like fixers in their corner to keep a lot of things from being shown in the light. Whereas everyday people, a lot of times they don't have that luxury, you know, when they're doing things that are like questionable or yeah. frowned upon, you know. Well, a lot of people are very naive too. I mean, you have no clue what anyone is up to. How much they do you don't know? know? You don't know what your neighbor does, man. You know. yeah, there's people I see at the dog park every day. I don't really know much about these people. But here's the thing is I wouldn't be surprised about anything. If someone said, man, you're not going to believe what someone said. I've did. told, dude, I've said I go, first, of all, first of all, I, it's easy for me to believe anything because nothing surprises me about people. Well, all. that's what I said. Like, I said, the more you study human behavior, nothing should surprise you at all. <laughs> I mean, at all. Nothing's shocking. I'm like, there's... Look here, man. Just when you think, you know, you can't go any lower, somebody says, hold my beer. Okay. <laughs> I mean, especially now in the era, especially now of social media where, you know, or if people want to go viral. So they're all trying to outdo each other. Like, let me do the most high. Let me go to the highest end of fuckery that I can. So I can be more popular than that last guy. I'm like, oh, that's what's trending right now. Check this out. You know, just like there's no end because everybody wants that little 15 seconds of, of, infamy i can't even say fame it's infamy so yeah don't don't yeah, challenge the, 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 the ostentatious twattery or ostentatious <laughs> dipshittery that you see on on, <laughs> on instagram never ends that no. never ends and people keep upping the ante but like you said you may get a lot of people to see it for two seconds but then they move right on they're not even going to remember you the next day i don't care if a million people saw it the next day right. they Done. They don't remember you. It's just two seconds of you doing something dumb. So what? Or if someone ends up like showing it to you, like maybe a week or so later, no one cares. Like, oh, I, mean, I already saw that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just they—they're over you just like that. Man. 
Or you have someone whenever, whenever, some, whenever someone commits suicide, people around are always going, "Why? I, I can't believe that happened." I mean, he seemed so happy, or she seemed like she had it together. I go, "You don't know anything." Are you with them twenty four seven? And like, that's the face they show yeah, yeah, you. Exactly. And also, also, and, don't you? It's like people put on a public facade. Everybody does it to some extent. That's how we function. Right. And even on top of that, maybe they were happy every time you saw them because they were around you. But when they were alone, they're not happy with themselves. Yeah. You know, now, I don't think these people were happy around these people. You know, maybe, <laughs> well, not those. Some, well, yeah, I mean, what about, else? Not, that, not those people, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, when George Carlin said, whenever someone dies, two people run into each other. They're like, did you hear about so-and-so? Yeah, he died last week. Last week? I saw him a couple. I saw him maybe ten days ago. He goes, didn't help. In fact, you may be the reason why. <laughs> that's the other one too. People act as if just because you saw the person, like, like what, that, that should have been the the defining moment for them to keep going and keep and carry on. Like, dude, that makes you just saw immortal? me. Why would you want to keep someone like I'm worth living for? I'm that important. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you need me in your life, dude. <laughs> Oh man! So somehow people still find a way to make it about them, even indirectly like that. That's a common one. People yeah. make it about them. That's a big <laughs> one. I remember when my mom, my mom started having dementia towards the end of her life, and she started becoming really quiet, so she wouldn't talk much. And she always mm-hmm. used to be a big time talker, especially with family around. Mm-hmm. They would just be talking a mile a minute about a variety of topics. And then one of my uncles said, "Yeah, you know, Shamala used to." That was my mom saying, "Shamala mm-hmm. used to talk a lot, but." After a while, I noticed that we could sit next to each other quietly, and we had a, an understanding that we didn't have to express with words. And I'm like, oh, God. It's just like, here again, you got to make this about yourself. I go, no, that's not the reason. The reason why is because she didn't wear her hearing aid, so she had a hard time understanding what people are saying, and she started having some dementia, which may in part have been caused by not wearing the hearing aid. But that's the why. She, that's the, those are the reasons why she stopped talking so much. Not because you guys had this Zen experience together and didn't need to talk anymore. <laughs> this is very common with older people. They start getting quiet. My dad was like that too. He started yeah. his dementia started getting bolder, bigger and bigger. He was never the most talkative guy, but he wasn't as quiet as he started becoming. Yeah, I mean they're, they're far less present. You know, yeah, tend to have yeah. those moments of kind of just staring into space and then. They kind of have this moment where they kind of just snap back and look at you and they either look like in surprise or they like very happy to see you, even though you've right, been there the right. entire time. That's how my right. grand, my paternal grandmother was, you know, right. and someone's like, man, they're, it's not about you, dude. They're in their own, they're, they're somewhere right now. <laughs> a lot of times they don't know where that somewhere is, or they may be stuck somewhere in the past because right. that's the present to them now. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, total, on a total tangent on this, I always say that people that have poor memories are people that are not present. They're always distracted because how well, are you going to remember you anything right now if you're not even present? You're looking at your phone or you're distracted or you're in your own head. <clears throat> you're in the woods. You're in the woods in this real beautiful landscape, but you, you're not going to remember anything you just saw because you're not oh. even there. Your head's somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And your head may be up someone's ass. You know, that, that, that might be another reason. <laughs> it's like, hard to see clearly it's like you know, where were you? I'm somebody. Oh, I was totally in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I was in this big empty space and it was just dark and just <laughs> and the smell. It was just like, it was, just so, it was so familiar, but it was just. <laughs> that's that's the just... original sensory deprivation. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but it may not be that sensory, but deprived. Oh no, on... that, that heightens one sense. That sense of smell is like, oh god, what is it? It's like being it's like Star Wars. It's like being inside the Ranker monster. <laughs> Just like you know, if you don't follow the Mahler clean ass philosophy, it may not be the sensory deprivation you're looking for. <laughs> you're thinking like, okay, it's like. It's like sulfur and it's dark. Am I in hell? <laughs> nope. You're just in her ass, bro. <laughs> if the moment feels like every verse in Revelations, <laughs> you're either dead or you're in someone's ass. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes some there's no show, difference. Some people, are, some people lack such presence that they don't even remember telling you things. So oh, I, I know. They were, they'll say it again time. like, you just said that. Yeah, huh? no, or, I mean, no, the I next, like, hey, guess what? This would happen with this. I'm like, oh, great. Here comes the story again. I was like, yeah, you told me yesterday. <laughs> you, told me yesterday. you don't remember telling me that yesterday? It's not as if you told me that a month ago or a year ago. Yesterday, you told me that same fucking story. Now you're bringing it up again. <laughs> or sometimes they bring it up because they just have nothing else to offer. And that's probably the most <laughs> exciting thing that's happened to them in a while, to them. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I heard this already. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, no, don't. Don't say. Well, that, that's the insidious <laughs> nature of attention is that if you get attention on something, all of a sudden now you want to keep milking that Remixing story. it. Just keep, keep playing it back. It. Spin it back. <laughs> or you start coming up with fake stories that are similar. Or add, or you start adding on to that Imagine. story. You start making that story. You start out as true, but then you start really, <laughs> you start rebooting it. And then we all know what, what happens with reboots. They usually suck. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, like, know me park who is this north korean defector who's been oh, yeah, on yeah. major podcast you can think of she's been caught in a bunch of fabrications because she'll tell one story and then all of a sudden the facts change the next time she tells the same story and then the facts and get embellished here and i think what happens is is she tells a story and she sees the attention she gets for that story so now you're innately encouraged yeah, take it up a notch. to up this story or you're like, oh, let wow, me give you something a little different than I gave the last guy. So, you know, so therefore, if I'm giving you a little something different than the next person that wants me on, they'll try to bring me on, see if they can get something different. Even though yeah. You know, this is basically the same story, right? But she just keeps adding different sauce to it. That's why when you, when you go to a therapist and you talk about trauma, they don't do the common responses that someone that a civilian would say like oh mm. that's terrible that that happened mm. no they don't they don't respond well, like no, they that. keep asking going make you go deeper and deeper with it right you know, they're the not point. trying to on your need for attention is right what, what a professional does they're not going to give you those involuntary responses that the average person will give because they're pros and they can keep it together they can keep it clinical yeah and objective mm-hmm. That's the it, and there it is. They're rejected because they have, they have no attachment to the story. You know, they That's why when people say, "Oh, I've never been to a therapist, but I've got good friends." Fuck your friends. No, they're friends biased. biased. <laughs> they're biased because they want to be. They want to remain your friends. And a lot of well, times, people, people don't want to tell you. People don't want to tell you. And people don't want to tell you the things that you don't want to hear because they feel like, well, maybe they'll get mad at me and then they'll stop being my friend. You know, because most people are people pleasers and they want to be liked. You know. Well, that's, that's, that's why a lot of people keep it superficial <laughs> for those exact reasons right there. Let's, let's avoid certain topics because I don't want to be disliked. Don't want to make right. anyone uncomfortable. Can't ruffle any feathers now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it cordial, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I always laugh when people address you as Michael. <laughs> 
that Carol does. And, uh, <laughs> well, use it. Does that mean you're in trouble? <laughs> no, she just she says she, she says that Mike doesn't it, it doesn't fit me. So she's she, she even when we first early on when we were dating. She's interesting. She said, I, I can't even see. It's like Michael doesn't fit you in my opinion. It's like it's funny when Doctor Gordon says, "Well, Michael." <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like yo, he's always like that when I call him up. It's I like, oh, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it always feels like your professor is like talking to you. <laughs> Dr. Gordon, and this makes a woman's clit grow much bigger, and guys don't like that. <laughs> well, that's not generalized, Dr. Gordon. Yeah, you know, it's like, you'd be surprised, Dr. Gordon. <laughs> I think that was the have first you, time. Have you talked to your friend, Dr. Del he's like, he's like, like, okay. <laughs> I think that was the first time he was on the show. And after, <laughs> after you said that, he's like, okay, cool. I can really unwind with these guys. I don't have to keep it all professional. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I beg to differ. We've had some guests on the show that would, uh, would argue against that, Dr. Gordon. Yeah, we've had some guests on the show that, that told us in detail their experiences. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> My son may be your own, maybe your colleagues for all we know. <laughs> Might be friends of yours. In fact, I know one guy in particular who's also in the anti-aging industry that's a friend. Of his. Exactly. That's a prime candidate. <laughs> Whose name might have been mentioned just a few seconds ago if you really paid attention. <laughs> now everybody's rewinding the episode back. You're like 10 seconds back, 10 seconds back. 10 seconds back. <laughs> it's like an Easter egg, man. You find that one. Yeah, there you go. You win the episode this week. <laughs> Yeah, but what, what social media has done is given everyone the ability to have their own reality TV channel. So now people don't even care about being on a reality TV show anymore because you can get millions of followers with just idiocy. Yeah. Just really simplistic stuff, such as a good-looking woman. She, all she does is post picture, pictures of herself every day. That's it. Just a different picture. That's all she's doing. Yeah. 1.5 million followers. You see that all the time. Like, girl, do you understand that you're not the only one? This this dude's probably got about 100 other girls. So basically, you're all you're all the equivalent of a of a Playboy, an issue of Playboy penthouse from back in the day. <laughs> Turn a the page. There's another chick. There's another one. There's another one showing stuff. You know. Well, that, that's why I made a facetious post in my stories about like, hey, when you provoke, when you post a provocative pic, don't bother typing anything that's supposed. Oh, to yes. be, that's <laughs> supposed to be thought provoking and, and show how intelligent <laughs> Trust me. you are, because no one is, no one's liking the post because of what you wrote. Trust me, whatever's being provoked right now is not a thought. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you, but you're acting like a thought. But it's not the thoughts that counts right here. Always laughable to me when someone tries to be sexy and thought provoking at the same. But they go quote Rumi. They quote Rumi while they're in their bra and panties on the beach. It's like I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a Rumi quote with their face. Why is your face there with a Rumi quote? I'm like, oh damn, Rumi. It's like the only time I put my face with a quote is my own quote, right? <laughs> not someone else's quote. <laughs> You're sitting there in your car in your bra and panties with like a, a coconut in your lap, and you're, <laughs> and you're quoting fucking Gandhi <laughs> in the middle of traffic while the seatbelt goes over your your breast. Like, okay, Gandhi's just on my mind right now. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm thinking nonviolence right now. Right, cool. Who's these frivolous pontifications on that? Um, what happiness is, or how to? And I go, you're not fucking happy. Sometimes I know these people, so I know for oh, I know that's that's usually the worst. I'm like, oh, stop lying. Are people posting their every every day? It's oh, me and my husband are so in love. We're, we're gonna post my ride or die. My ride or die. She made these, you post that. Sometimes yeah. I know these people, and I go, man, you are you are projecting 
the reality that's not even close to the real thing or a fake reality that's not even close to the real thing. In fact, if it were real, you wouldn't have to post any pics at all. Why are you putting well, your personal life out there? Well, I never you're real, you're trying to keep that to yourself. I never understood yourself. why people put their personal life out there so much. What the fuck are you doing? What's the payoff of that? Attention. If your personal life is so great, why do you have to post it at all? You should be busy living it. You don't have to document anything. Well, I think that's the issue is, is they're posting their personal life. They're, they see it as a personal life. <laughs> and and I think maybe you should change the word. Like, just change the word up and focus more on your private life. <laughs> because my personal personal beats now it's getting to the point where it's all about you and the attention that you get you're making it very personal you're not even thinking about the other person okay but when you say private it kind of changes your attitude a little bit so sometimes like, ah, keep people out of my private life i mean it, it'll just change just your way of thinking just by saying the words words go a long way yeah in addition to posting their personal life and private life they're posting their personals and privates <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the other thing <laughs> Like, well, I didn't get as much attention as I wanted on that personal life pic. So let me just go, let me up the ante now, just post my personals. There we go. Well, better yet, I didn't get as much attention from the person in my personal life. So let me just go ahead and post this. <laughs> let me post what I was trying to show them. They didn't care about it. I'm going to post it here on Instagram and give me some likes <laughs> since I didn't get any likes here at home. <laughs> or even people that just post a picture of their face for nothing. Okay. What am that, I that is so, you know, you know what's really weird? <laughs> okay. Here's what's really weird. <laughs> this is so weird to me. It's disturbing at this point. So if someone follows or whatever, and then you go to their account, every picture is just a selfie. It's just a, <laughs> it's just nothing else. It's not even a full body. It's just their face. And it's, oh, <laughs> they got like 1,150 pictures and it's just their face. Here's their face. And guess what? It's usually the same fucking pose. They look the same every time. I'm just like, what is happening here? What, do, what, what is, what? And then not only do they post that <clears throat> on their page. But they put it in their stories in a reel. The weirdest thing is to put a still picture, a still photo in a reel with music behind it. <laughs> it's not even fucking moving. It's just it's like, it's so weird. What is that? What is part? What part of the simulation are we in right now? It's like, why are the aliens trolling us right now by making this happen with the simulation? We're being trolled, man. I'm telling you. Oh, man. It's so interesting. Humans. I always laugh when people say, man, you know, they're aliens, they're having an alien invade. Like, they don't want to invade this ghetto ass planet. Nobody wants to come here. <laughs> <laughs> Earth is ghetto as hell, man. Nobody wants They've looked to- many times and said, nah, nah, we're we good. <laughs> You're like, in fact, this whole galaxy sucks. We're out. <laughs> they're called intelligent beings. Why the hell do they want to come to Earth? That's not intelligent. Our, 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 bright, our bright idea is to try to colonize Mars, a planet. Right. Let's go. Let's go fuck up somebody else's planet whatsoever. now. <laughs> yeah, a planet with no water, no breathable air, and no natural resources at all. It sounds like a great place to inhabit. Yeah, you got lots of iron. So if you're iron deficient, that's the planet for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a few pools, few few little lakes. But hey, I'm like, yeah, but what is that red liquid? Do you really want to drink that? Be part of that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here on Earth, and I see red liquid. The last thing I want to do is drink it. And no, I, it. I've, I've seen Total Recall. Okay, I get it. I get it. That, <laughs> that painted a picture of life on Mars. It didn't look too appealing. Besides, <laughs> the, besides the woman with three hooters, yeah. <laughs> it didn't look all that great. To me. Yes. 
<laughs> well, I'm sorry. Even as a Hooters fan, three Hooters is a little too much. It's like, all right, <laughs> now you, you're doing too much now. <laughs> <laughs> too much to handle there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too many distractions. I only have two eyes. Why the hell would I? <laughs> that means one. That means one Hooters going to waste. It's just like it's getting no attention. It's not fair, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, where's the show going today? Damn. <laughs> This, 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 is, this is our our every once in a while tangent episode. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Whatever random tangent happens to come up. Oh, we need this sometimes, man. <laughs> Can't be serious all the time. And informative. Sometimes you gotta have some fuckery. <laughs> yeah, what's interesting is talking about tangents. I watched this really interesting clip on YouTube. There's these two guys in Africa. One guy is, he grows different plants and another guy is a, a doctor. I'm not sure what kind of doctor he is, but super knowledgeable. And they were talking about this one plant called Maslaria acuminata, which is similar to bulbine nettilensis and fedosia. Mm-hmm. It increases testosterone. It's an aphrodisiac. It's amazing how all of the- All of them in Africa. <laughs> herbs, yeah, all of the most powerful herbs for improving testosterone basically phytoandrogenic herbs, all of them are in Africa. And there's probably so many more that we don't even know about yet. They right. probably know about it. We just don't know about it yet. And they probably like, we keep telling you Westerners all our secrets. You no, keep coming over and taking them. They're folklore medicine for a long time. Right. But yeah. one guy talking about Masalaria acuminata, he talked, there's, there are rat studies that show some negatives, but those are rat studies. And rat studies with very high dosages. So sometimes, sometimes people really inflate those. But you want to talk, you want to talk to people that, or actual experts in these herbs talk to people that have gone through traditional medicine practices with these. I mean, this has been passed down for generations, this level of knowledge. Right. They really understand how to use these things. Well, this, I mean, they're less biased. They're really, they're really in tune with nature and, and, and with just the earth itself, man, you know? Yeah. But it, it's just really fascinating to me that there are actually plants that increase your own level of testosterone. There are plants that lower excess estrogen levels. There are plants plants that lower excess cortisol levels i mean it's just it's just fascinating to me that there's things that actually work and what i find very interesting is like a lot of times you have a lot of professionals in the medical field or whatever else like oh all this natural stuff is woo woo like do you understand that you wouldn't even be a doctor if it wasn't for these natural things yeah it's like come on all the stuff that you're doing inside that laboratory these are all derivatives of things that happen naturally you know, right. in the very beginning. And you just yeah. keep adding on that onto like, don't don't forget where you come from when you say things like that. In fact, just the oath that you take goes all the way back to someone that used natural cures, you know, with Hippocrates, you know. So when you take that oath, that's kind of what you're kind of doing, man. So you should be open minded to those natural things. And yeah. sometimes, you know, use them synergist- you know, synergistically <clears throat> with, you know, with laboratory things, you know. Like, how do you even have science and chemistry or whatever without having something that's natural? Right. That's where it all starts. How are you just going to remove the foundation? Like, all right, here's the house. Go in. Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. One strong wind. It's, it's, it's trash. And that's why you have so many side effects from all this right. other stuff, man. Because, again, they're forgetting the – they're really trying to X out the, you know, the foundation of everything. Yeah. Because a lot of times the foundation, first of all, you can't really capitalize on the foundation with this. Not the, with not the kind of money you can make off of more than synthetic BS. <clears throat> and the turnover is way higher for the for the more lab, laboratory created stuff than the natural stuff. 
Well, what's interesting is the natural compounds usually have multiple benefits too. Right. There's a there's a newer study on bulbine that they've discovered. Bulbine's the key ingredient in my testosterone booster, cornerstone ingredient for sure. And there's now, there's now new data that it actually has anti-cancer properties as well as anti-diabetic properties. Now these need to be confirmed with more studies, but these people that are experts in the folklore medicine, they're probably been well aware of these things for a long time. Right. <clears throat> and then again, there's, a, there's that, that synergy effect with that. It's like, okay, if you are getting your hormones in order and, you know, that has to happen with, with a lack of inflammation, you know, and when inflammation is being reduced, then disease, the chance of disease is being reduced, <laughs> you know? So, cause what, where did most diseases come from? Some type of inflammation. <laughs> so, how are you going to have optimal hormones if you're highly inflamed? So all these things can all work together here. So there's no either or and this and that and take this just to take care of that. You know, it's just like nine times out of 10, if you're working on, you're focusing on one thing to like optimize, you're going to get benefits in other areas too, because the human body just doesn't work on one thing. Right. All these cells are working together. Yeah. Each cell has its own responsibility, but at the same time, it has to work with the other cells to make the whole entire unit work. You know, I always just make that same assumption, that same connection just for humans in general. It's like you got to take care of your shit before you try to go out and save the world. You know, so you got to be that one cell that has to be healthy before you can start working with the other cells to work with the entire macro unit. So it all it all coincides with each other, man. Yeah. And, and often when people are quick to give advice, it's, it's, it's a level of overcompensating that's going on there. They're going, if I just come off like I know something, it'll hide the fact that I'm dealing with these issues as well. Yeah, nothing to see here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the equivalent of asking for a friend or a friend of mine. Has <laughs> right. friend so I was talking to a friend. He was asking blah, blah. So, you know, <laughs> let, me ask, let me ask my boy, Mike. I'm, I'm sure he knows. <laughs> well, you're such a great friend, aren't you? <laughs> 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 well, I tell you what next time you have a problem tell your friend to get in touch with me and tell me about your problem <laughs> oh yeah yeah no doubt no I, I'll let him know <laughs> but he's kind of shy <laughs> but that one plant that Mosluria plant it's not as potent as Fidogia or certainly not Bulbine but one of the interesting benefits of it also is that they use it to prevent gum disease or to alleviate gum disease just lowers inflammation in the gum so you mm, chew on yeah, there's a lot of interest. I'd love to go out there. I mean, I've been to some of these countries as a kid or as a So do they have, um, yeah, do they, I'm trying to remember. I know that, like, I know back in the day, we used to like chew on licorice root, which is damn good for your, you know, dental health. But I'm wondering if this herb also do, they use the stick and like chew on it and like, and then take it once it gets wet or whatever and use it to kind of brush their teeth or whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll have to look into that a little bit more. We'll see. The guy might have discussed it in that lecture. There's, there mm-hmm. is this lecture on on YouTube where I, I believe it's two gentlemen. They might be in Nigeria or some other part of Africa. I forget. Mm-hmm. It was pretty in depth. They speak in such a low key way, though. They, you really have to pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> they're, <laughs> well, they're probably looking like okay. I don't get, you know, cause too much of a ruckus here. Mess around and dis- <laughs> disappear. Because <laughs> you you know you start dropping all this stuff, man. You're going up against a, an industry that and it's not going to benefit from what you're talking about. <laughs> so you won't become too much of a problem by being too much of a solution. <laughs> the way this pharmaceutical world works over here in the West. 
in that there's 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 almost always an equivalent of something in nature that works just as well as a pharmaceutical, if not better, oh, yeah. side effects. I mean, berberin <laughs> is metformin, for example. Berberin works just like metformin, but doesn't have the gut distress, doesn't have doesn't lower testosterone the way too much metformin can, doesn't deplete vitamin B12 levels the way metformin can. And it works just as well for getting your glucose levels in the optimal range. And then it has a positive impact on cholesterol, has a positive impact on your immune system. So it has myriad benefits. You may be taking it for one thing, but then you get three or four other benefits you may not even be aware of. See that right there's a problem because now you just eliminate three or four extra prescriptions, <laughs> you know, and three or four more opportunities that, you know, big pharma can make some money. That's yeah. the problem. Well, the problem, the problem with the medical industry is twofold. On one hand, you have doctors that are quick to write prescriptions. But on the other hand, you have patients who want prescriptions over lifestyle <laughs> oh, no. advice. I've talked to doctors who said, look, I try to give lifestyle advice to my patients. And they'll just say, well, can't I just take a pill for this? Yeah. You hear that well, all the time. Because it's very convenient just to pop a pill and hope for the best. Because in, in their mind, they feel like they're doing something. They're taking a practice. And it's now... You know, it doesn't take away from those times when you truly, truly need to take a pill for something. But a lot of times people don't. I mean, I know people that walk around with Benadryl in their purse. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, oh, I, I do it. I take it every day. I'm like, don't you think that eventually that has some diminishing returns? <laughs> something you just take it just to be taking it. Right. Right. You're taking a swig from it like it's, I don't know, bottled water. <laughs> it's just so weird. Because it's like, oh, but Benadryl takes care of everything. I said, I bet it does, <laughs> including your life. <laughs> well, I mean, gut issues are so normal for people that gas that you look in someone's medicine cabinet, it'll be gas X, well, ums, and, and, and milk of magnesium. Like, <laughs> like, why do you have a potpourri of stuff that's supposed to take care of the same thing? <laughs> well, sometimes the tums don't work, so I have to take some milk of magnesium. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I end up having to take like uh, some X-lax, you know, because <laughs> the docolax doesn't work. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's a lot of lax. Okay. <laughs> to my, how about you put an F on it and try that? How about some flax? You ever try that? <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, I think it's really disturbing <laughs> when someone has not had a bowel movement, not just in a day or so, but there's some people walking around like, it could be a week or two weeks, and it's normal to them. I was like, okay. That's so there crazy. was a guy, there was a, one of these carnivore diet watts that was posting on YouTube, and this guy was vegan for a while, and then he said he switched to a carnivore diet. And he goes, oh, I feel so much better. And he goes, one of the benefits of the carnivore diet, this is what he framed as a benefit, is I don't have to go to the bathroom every day. I go every couple of days because the food I'm eating is so nutrient-dense, there's minimal waste. This is the kind of nonsense he tries to mm-hmm. propagate. That's not how that works, bro. <laughs> it's like not the no, way the body works. Nothing you eat is a hundred percent nutrient absorbable. I know his breath smells great. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure the woman, if she has any kind of intercourse with him, I'm pretty sure, you know, <laughs> taking the money shot from him probably tastes excellent. <laughs> so yeah, he, he actually said that the, the vegan diet, there's so much waste because he had to go to the bathroom so often that that's just that's just waste leaving your body i go no that's why good. it's called well it's waste that's what waste is supposed well, to he's do he's trying to say that all the food turned to waste no dumbass well all the meat he's eating just shut up <laughs> idiot. i mean this is the kind of nonsense that's propagated out there you know and someone's gonna watch this and think it's actually accurate this guy is some credible source 
It's like this other dumb motherfucker talking about eating bull testicles to increase testosterone. Yeah, I'm good. And bull testicles does have trace amounts of testosterone in it, but that's not the way your body works. You don't eat testosterone and then get an increase in testosterone. <laughs> you want to consume things that make your own production go up. So... Just that James Wilkes talked about how everyone's on old, uh, on the on the kick of all of these. Oh man, what are the collagen products going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Collagen I mean, you know, it's big when they start selling it in Costco and they're like giving samples. But, but your Costco. body makes your body makes collagen from making sure you have all the right nutrients for it. Protein, minerals, B vitamins. That's how your body makes yeah. collagen. You don't actually have to consume collagen to make more collagen. Another example is take adrenal cortex extracts to improve your adrenal health as if your body's going to know what to do with that. Okay. That sounds a little too Hollywood for me. <laughs> and a little, too, <laughs> little too Epsteinish for me. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't taking none of that shit. <laughs> They're talking about. I'm going to eat in an animal's adrenals and my body's going to take those adrenals and nourish my own adrenals. Cause you're no. an animal, Mike, you're a beast. <laughs> well, then it's, it's, it's like, you don't, you don't build muscle by eating an animal's muscle, right? You don't have to consume muscle to build muscle. You don't have to, you're not going to rejuvenate your adrenals by eating adrenals. So do you have to eat dick to be a dick? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know how many guys would eat it if it thought it made their own. <laughs> some guy just stared at the, some, some guy just stared at his phone right now. Listen to this podcast. Like, how do they know? That gives whole new meaning to the phrase, hey, man, eat a dick. <laughs> He's like, okay, you joining me? Nope. <laughs> I, I say, man, when I told you to do that, I didn't mean to do it literally. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, dude. I mean, I know the old phrase, you are what you eat, but calm down. Okay, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the, gland, the glandular medicine is the biggest nonsense out there. People make fun of homeopathic stuff, and for good reason, for the most part. But the glandulars is the biggest waste ever. I can't believe that stuff keeps getting recycled. Glandulars was all the rage when I first got into weight training when I was a senior in high school. Because that, the supplement industry, it's somewhat of a joke now, but there's actually stuff that actually works now. Then there wasn't anything that worked. You know, anything, And then bodybuilders or people that wanted to build muscle were considered an idiotic demographic where you could sell them on anything as long as you market it right. And sadly that was somewhat true at the time, but the good thing about supplement users is you're not going to keep taking a supplement if you're not getting any benefit. So the, the scam only works for so long, but anyway, at that point, glandulars were added to everything as something that's going to be beneficial or enhance your training in some way. Of course it never worked. didn't work then. It's not going to work now. Another one is turkesterone. You hear everyone talking about turkesterone, which is basically a plant steroid type ingredient. Now it has a chemical makeup similar to actual steroids, but that doesn't mean it's going to work like actual steroids. It doesn't matter if it has a chemical makeup similar, big deal. It doesn't mean your body's going to utilize it that way. And turkesterone was first introduced maybe in 2005, 2006, a couple of companies started selling it. They marketed it just the way it's being marketed now. Didn't sell it all, didn't stick. Now we fast forward nearly 20 years later, it's making a resurgence. I'm back. It's got 10 <laughs> different companies selling it. And the more companies that sell it, the more are coming out with it. And it doesn't work. It's never worked. Just like Tribulus, Bulgarian herb, increases testosterone. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't. It never has, never will. I don't care what extract you take. I don't care about the saponin counts. I don't care about how much protodiacin is in it. It doesn't work. It's never worked. But people were going, well, my sex drive went up. Well, that's either a placebo effect or some other factor. But it's not <laughs> or it might be a new relationship for all we know. <laughs> like, who knows? You never get the full context of all these these changes and these symptoms 
or responses that these people experience. But but anytime I look at every time I go on Instagram, some company marketing a testosterone booster comes up. Now I always look because I want to see what's in it. Oh, that's very that's a targeted <laughs> algorithm right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get that. It's never anything in it. I mean, I'm glad that it shows up because I like to see what people are putting out there, <clears throat> and it's never a good formulation. It's always the usual suspects: tribulus, tonkatali, fenugreek. Fenugreek doesn't work. In fact, it may cause higher prolactin levels, which is not fun. You're going to have a nice little milky discharge coming out of your nipples. Sounds like a good time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Tribulus definitely doesn't work. Tomcat actually may work if you have really low testosterone levels. Now, I will say that there's a lot of there's a lot of these small online black businesses that's all about being natural and following Dr. CB and all this. And a lot of them are all pushing like Tonkat, you know, Tonkat and Lee. Well, if anyone should be, if anyone should be pushing African herbs, it's that demographic. Well, they don't know that they're going about this shit they heard about and they're not doing any research, man. So whenever I see this stuff pop, I'm like, Oh my God. It's like every study I've seen on Tonkat where it shows an increase in testosterone in people, it took someone with really low levels to still low levels. So you may have gone up 100 points, but you went from 180 to 280. You still have terrible levels. Yeah, if you're I mean, at one, you need to get over 500 before you start even getting in the realm of feeling good. Yeah, but it, the way the trend is now, it's very easy to sell that because most people are at those levels, you know, just with the way general life is at this point. Well, going from low to still low is no benefit. You know? <laughs> right. But, you know, most people look at numbers like, oh, it went up 100 points. Yeah, but on a scale well, of one to ten, how you how you really feeling low. on a scale from one to ten though? You know, from that time before you tested to now, um, did you go from a one to a nine or a one to a three, uh, two and a half? Nope. <laughs> what does that tell you? Is it working? Well, look, I've I've tried Tonkat Ali many times, different variations, different brands, different consistencies, you name it. Because it's not as if I I didn't research everything possible when I designed my own testosterone booster. And if, and if I thought Tonkat Ali had any benefit, any merit, I would put it in my product, but it, it, it would just be, it has no merit. It certainly doesn't justify being in my product and it would just increase the cost unnecessarily. It wouldn't be additive. Now, the thing about Tonkat Ali is that you can get an energy boost from it because it does increase ATP to some extent. That's why sometimes people take it. They notice they're, they feel more energetic. It may have some positive impact on the adrenals, although that's still questionable. Because one of the arguments was it increases DHEA and then that converts into, into testosterone. And that turned out to be flawed as well. That turned out to be incorrect. So no one even really knows the mechanism of how it works because it doesn't work the way something like bulbinatalensis, which increases signaling hormones your brain sends to the testes to ramp up testosterone. So the, the pathway is pretty clear. For something like tonketalia, it doesn't increase those signaling hormones. So how does it increase testosterone? Well, in reality, it doesn't for most people. And for the ones it does, it's unclear how that even does it. And it's also unclear to deduce it down to that was the factor that did it. But no one goes from moderate levels to optimal levels from taking Tonkat Elite. And one, one person said his free testosterone levels went way up from it, but he was taking two or the three other herbs with it. And the other ones he was taking, those are the ones that worked. Like one guy, like like Andrew Huberman said, oh, I took Fadoshi and I took Tonkatali. It increased my testosterone by 200 points and my free testosterone went up. Yeah, from the fucking Fadoshia, motherfucker, not from Tonkatali. You could have just taken Fadoshia on its own and you would have gotten the same benefit. <laughs> and why, why don't you take one or the other to discern this too? You're supposed to be a fucking scientist. You're taking two herbs you've never taken before. And then you're saying, yeah, this this synergy is what caused this effect. 
How do you know? Unless you've taken one or the other. Come on, man. Look at the name. It's, it just sounds like a badass wrestler. Why would you not want to take it? That right, well, the exactly name itself should boost your testosterone. They sound like death metal bands. All these. <laughs> Tom Ali. Yeah, uh, it sounds uh, like it sounds like a Filipino metal band or something. Yeah, but Tom Ali, some some things it, it can increase sex drive, just like Yohimbi does. Yohimbi is somewhat of a natural Viagra, although it doesn't work anywhere near as well as Viagra does. It, it was actually a pre. It was actually a predecessor to Viagra before Viagra was on the market. Yohimbi, Yohimbine, which is basically chemically purified Yohimbi is what they used to prescribe, although it didn't have anywhere near the success rate. Man, so it sounds like, this sounds like a tribe in Africa, man. Yeah, that's another African <laughs> the Yohimbi, herb. The Yohimbi tribe. <laughs> it is another African herb. Now, it does increase blood flow, and it can increase your sex drive, but it doesn't increase testosterone. So it's not worthless because it can increase blood flow and sex drive, but it just doesn't, if you're taking something to increase your testosterone, then that's not the herb to go with. But what see what a, a lot of companies do is they like using ingredients that increase your drive because they know most people aren't going to get blood work done. They're just going to go how they feel. Right. So I took these herbs and man, my sex drive went up and I felt better. And, and that's great. That's a good benefit right there. But you're selling this as a testosterone booster. And my attitude is if it's if you're selling it as a testosterone booster, then it should boost your testosterone. That's the whole point of taking it. But they know most people aren't going to get blood work done. They're just going to go based on how they feel. And if you feel like your sex drive is up, then you're thinking, man, my testosterone must be way up for me to feel this way. Not necessarily. Maybe sometimes you convince yourself because you spend, you spend an ass load of money on this thing that it's got to be working. It has to work. Shit. Well, on the flip side, sometimes <laughs> people take TRT and their testosterone goes way up, but their sex drive doesn't go up at all. Because again, testosterone is only one hormone. And as Dr. Gordon has said, when you take TRT for too long, you deplete all the precursor hormones, DHEA and pregnenolone. So once those are depleted, you're going to feel like shit. So you're definitely not going to have an optimal sex drive or brain function and all the benefits that you want from testosterone, even though your blood levels show it's really high. So it's more complex than, than how people like to overly simplify things. Well, they're, they're basically looking at the one thing they want because everything is just testosterone and nothing else matters. More testosterone, less estrogen. No one's talking about those other stuff. They're not talking about estradiol. They're not talking about DHEA and all the extra stuff because they just feel like it's all encompassing. If the testosterone is good, then all that extra stuff will come up, come about, will come along with it. <clears throat> and the estrogen one's funny too because people are so good. People either make the mistake of driving it down too low or they just have letting it get too high. high. Yeah, really high <laughs> level. Most like, like, but. The only people that have really low levels are people that are taking something that lowers estrogen levels. It's not going to go that low otherwise, such as a Remedex. Even my product, EC, if you take too much, you can lower your estrogen levels too much. I don't even take it because my estrogen levels are in a good range. If I take that even one cap, it lowers it too much. So it's so it's based very much on specificity. You take it because you know you have elevated estrogen levels. Now, if you carry a lot of body fat, chances are your estrogen levels are high. But on... but. What I see when I leave the house and look at the population is I don't see a lot of guys who probably have low levels of estrogen. What I see are a lot of guys who have very high levels of estrogen, possibly way higher than most women that are out there. And there's there's also a trend on Instagram where men with big breasts, all right, and I'm not talking about mild gyno, I'm talking about they have the real thing, 
are very proudly showing these brass. They have titties. Making okay, let's just call them what they are, man. <laughs> it's like those those man boobs. Nope, those are just nope. boobs. No, those are women's boobs. <laughs> those are not man. <laughs> those are not man boobs. <laughs> Yeah, a couple of those posts you sent me out, that was very disturbing. I was like, whoa. I said, this dude is looking like an old Marilyn Manson cover. <laughs> Album well, cover. guy who wasn't even that overweight. I mean, he wasn't. I know. Weight, it was just he weird, wasn't obese. Man. He had these big breasts. I mean, it's he had weird. the real thing. He had at least D cups. You know, at least C cups, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> all I saw was cups, okay? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting time, especially with the stuff people are consuming. But what, what what I see happening a lot is people just jumping on trends. People, I remember when I first got into hormone optimization, no one was really talking about it besides Charles Poliquin and Ori Hoffmeckler in the fitness industry that I was aware of anyway. And then fast forward now, everybody's a hormone optimization expert. And they're just <laughs> regurgitating something they read somewhere or something someone said on a post. They, they've never really delved into this topic because if they did, they would realize there are no absolutes. There's a lot of complexity with this. There's a lot of nuance. So that's why when people talk in absolutes, you already know you're dealing with a con artist because it's not some or someone who is clueless. Yeah. It's like, all right, man, what, what are you trying to sell me? You know? That's what it usually comes down to. They're trying to sell you something. Yeah, and it's okay to try to sell something, you know, as long as it's actually beneficial. But it's like, who, what makes the person that's selling it credible? Hmm. A lot of supplement companies, for example, they're they're selling products to improve people's workouts, and these people don't even work out. That's why there's no pictures of them on the company website anywhere. Well, well that's <laughs> what I used to have. I used to have all these fitness marketers, and it looked like they haven't been in a gym in their life. Yeah. We're going to tell you how to sell fitness products and how to open up a hundred gyms and, <laughs> and franchise and all that. Okay. Just say you're a business consultant. Don't say you're a fitness professional, you know, or fitness market. These are the kind of same people that do these fake military experiences. Oh God. <laughs> you're going to go through a Navy SEAL wannabe type boot camp experience, except you blow 10 grand to do it. And they're the ones, they're the ones coming up with the program, but then <laughs> They 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 hire a couple of actually ex military guys to run the drills and do all the little events or whatever. But but this non military person is the one who's the face of it all. Right, right. Interesting. <laughs> like, dude, did you even were you even in ROTC in high school? Like, what what gives you credibility to even be talking about this? Well, Andrew Tate was doing these camps in Romania or Thailand, wherever the fuck it was at the time. I think he was charging twelve hundred bucks, and it was this weekend experience of humiliation. Is basically what it is. You come out, hey man, look here. Okay, if you're gonna be humiliated, like get your dominatrix. I mean, at least <laughs> like, get a professional. Come on. <laughs> and you could tell that he and his brother and his other guy were basically laughing that they could get people to do this. I mean, they were they were like, man, I can't believe how dumb these people. I, I would love to see a behind the scenes clip, but I don't even need to see it. I already know what they're well, saying. So, well, you said like. Yeah, when it's, in, it's like, I can't believe we can just, they'll just let come to us and let us do this to them. Meanwhile, their wives are like, oh, you should believe it. I do it here at home every day. That's why they're, that's why they're with you now. So obviously these guys are used to this type of abuse. Or like I said, man, if you want that, if you, especially if you're someone who, let's say you're in a very powerful position and you have that little remorse and you kind of have that Chuck Rhodes syndrome from billions, like, dude, get a dominatrix. I'm not going to some 
bald ex kickboxer <laughs> in a foreign well, country in Europe. Like about, this is what I like about David Goggins. You know, David Goggins could easily do expensive boot camp type experiences, but he doesn't want any part of that. Right. He's written a couple of books. He doesn't even like giving lectures. He does it from time to time just to put it out there. But he's 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 not like the lifestyle that he embodies, whether you agree with it or not, he's not doing that to make money. You know, this is who he is. He's a guy who really likes to push himself. But he's not pushing himself and just making up a bunch of stuff that he's never done as a way to embellish this whole story and make a lot of money delivering it, doing these bullshit boot camp type experiences. Or here's here's the breakthrough, a three day course where you're gonna break through all your barriers and impediments in life. And yeah, now you got a forever brotherhood. Yeah, you got you got just like the fraternity. Yeah, it's a fraternity of dumbasses. Of course, you bonded because you all realized, damn, we all got screwed, didn't we? <laughs> I'm sure anybody that participates in a big ass orgy, they they pretty much are connected for the rest of their lives as well. <laughs> like, yeah, so, I always thought I always thought fraternities in college were stupid. I never wanted any part of that. Why do I have to get my ass beat for you for us to be brothers? Yeah, <laughs> you know, for us to be connected. Well, you know, it's good for you know networking once you get out of college. No, to my I'm good for networking. Okay. You know, I can get some experience and I know what I bring to the table and you get out there and you meet people and well, you don't have to have letters on your chest and getting your ass beat for weeks upon a time and doing humiliating stuff. You know, I mean, come on. No. Like I said, just the whole, you hit me and don't expect me to hit you back pain. Just never, that didn't work for me. (laughs) I'm like, no, you hit me, bro. I'm knocking you the fuck out. Cause that's how I was raised. So I come from a different fraternity. It's called my parents' household. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Besides the army, it's the toughest job you ever love. You know, being raised in my house. Because it'll pay off later on. It may suck while it's happening. But come on, man. There's just no way. People are so desperate to be part of a group. Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah. That they, they will go through extreme measures to just feel part of something. I've seen this. Look at gangs. Time. I mean, same thing. It's just like, you know, they want to be loved and accepted by somebody, you know, and you get jumped in and you're in it for life, even though you're risking your life for the rest of your life. Cause you really can't jump out. It's, it takes a lot to get out of that. Yeah. And you're risking your life just to get jumped in. <laughs> you have to trust these people not to beat you to death just to let you be a part of their organization, which guess what? Fraternities are not that different. And sometimes people die. From the from the hazing, even even Dragon during the early kettlebell experiences, the certifications they tried to model it after this Navy SEAL boot camp type experience, and then you would have instructors that just got off on dropping people for push ups because that was one of Pavel's things. He would try to tell you he would tell you to do something if you didn't do it right. He'd be like, "Okay, give me twenty five push ups," as if that's going to help you do it better. Now you're fatigued. <laughs> You didn't, clean the kettlebell. <laughs> you didn't clean the kettlebell properly, so drop and give me 25 push-ups. Yeah, that's really going to help you work on improving your snatch technique. I was about to say, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. a great precursor before snatches and trying to do 100 snatches in five minutes. Okay. I you as fatigued as possible unnecessarily as a teaching mechanism. It's so stupid. But there were instructors who got off on that because they got off on the pattern like, oh, I'm going to drop this person for push-ups. Well, that's because they were dumb enough to go through it before all that. They were, they were those same people. They just couldn't wait. So they finally, just like the fraternity, so they crossed over and became a, a big brother so they could do it. No, it wasn't like that when people like Maxwell and myself went through it because Maxwell was at the very first Dragon Door Kettlebell certification. I was at the second one. These were much smaller groups. So it was very informal. I mean, there was a little bit of that, but it was only Pavel teaching. There were no assistant instructors at that time. 
But if most of us got along, most most of us, it was just a lot of camaraderie. We had a really good time. But as as it evolved over time, it became something of okay. Now, every, now all the instructors have to wear the Radio Shack outfit. <laughs> now, now, now it's I bark out an order, and everybody has to say yes, sir, at the same time. Oh hell no! And it's a stupid stuff like that. that like this work. paramilitary type bullshit experience. But it, you're not you're not going to attract the right people the further you go down that road, and that proved to be true. I knew that back then. I, I saw the direction it was going, and that's why I got the fuck out. Um, if, if my whole premise of something I created is based around strength. I don't want people that'll sit there and bow down and do these type of things among in my organization because that is the anti-strength right there. Nothing says you're weak than you do something like that, man. Yeah, you're not going to go to Louis Simmons when you're not going to get an invite to Westside Barbell Club and he shows you how to do some deadlift technique and then you don't get it right and he goes, all right, give me 25 push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna be like yes sir. But anyone who's ever met Louis Simmons, Louis Louis was never a yes sir, and or he expected people to bow to him. If anything, all of that made him really uncomfortable. I met Louis Simmons one time, and you could tell he was a really low key guy. And he and I were talking about training, and people just kept coming up to him, and with stars in their eyes that it was Louis Simmons. And you could tell how uncomfortable that made him. In fact, he right. was trying to be low key. He had a hat on low, and he was walking around just just low key, trying not to get recognized. Again, it's just humans are interesting in their dynamics, man. But like we said earlier, nothing surprising. Yeah, nothing surprising. Because it it's all comes back down to me. It's all about me. <laughs> so it's not surprising to me that a lot of people like to diminish others to make themselves feel better. That doesn't surprise me. I see that all the time. Oh yeah. It doesn't surprise me that some people are just people pleasers that are highly agreeable. See that all the time too. I mean, we have a whole, we have an entire country just like that because we just let our leaders, quote unquote leaders, just get away with anything and just accept it long as, long as it's not the guy I don't like, <laughs> you know? Well, we're so busy about, we're so busy focused on national leaders. We, most people don't even know who any of their local leaders oh, are. Hell no, they don't. They don't know who their mayor is. They don't know who their city council people are. I'm, I'm smacking my eyes on those people because they are getting my money directly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. To my, to my, you know, all the, the national ones or whatever, they're getting your, they usually get your money once a year. <laughs> so these other folks, they're constantly finding ways to get your money. I'm like, okay, wh- where's this going again? To my infrastructure, like, dude, you know how many potholes are here in this neighborhood? What are you talking about? Where is this money going? So, <laughs> or you, you, another school bond, but you know, but you know, pretty much this is like one of the worst schools in America. Like, why are you paying taxes for this school? What, what what's going on here? What are they teaching? What's happening here? <laughs> so, but that's not exciting because it's not on national stage. They're not talking about that on CNN. Well, I mean, the only time I watch either Fox or CNN is for com- comedic value. The good thing is I don't have to do that anymore because people just, I can always find the clips if I wanted to. Well, someone, someone's going to share it or it'll just pop up while I'm on YouTube. Like, okay. And I have to go, I always have to click on the little three dots and hit not interested just to teach the algorithm. Quit showing me this bullshit. I, I'm not interested, man. I don't care. Well, on, that, that interview with Tucker Carlson and Trump, that was highly entertaining. All right. Yeah, I, I never watched it. That was, that was highly entertaining. <laughs> 
See, but the thing is, whenever someone's ostentatious, you, sometimes they actually have some gems that are good. Like you said about Andrew Tate, and he is, he's this over-the-top character, but not everything he's saying is nonsense. Some of it's actually good advice. So you just have to be able to see nuance in that. And also, whether however you feel about the person in play, you have to ask yourself, is, is this good advice or not? Because it doesn't matter how you feel about the person. Oh, yeah, because it's like, I, I've said some things like, um, well, even Candace Owens is right. And this one goes, they, and they were like, oh man, you know, F that coon. I'm like, I said, hey, I'm talking about the message, not the messenger. I said, so <laughs> I was like, nah, that's, you get to my, get past that. And why are you taking it so personal? Do you know her? Did you try to get her in high school or something? You still mad? Like, <laughs> why are you so invested in, in yeah, being yeah, her? Why should make you so angry as if you know her personally? He's like, oh man, F her. I'm like, yeah, but you'll be the same person that, that like lug somebody on the other side of the aisle. And who's just as who's just as just as terrible okay but right. that's because they play for your team you don't have a problem with them <laughs> yeah well and then let's be honest most people fall into the political party of whatever their parents were which is sad it's pretty much 90 percent of people but well, it goes with their political party their religious beliefs and everything it's just like well, and here's the thing. Some some families will shun you. I mean, I come from a very liberal family, especially on my mom's side. So it's it's all hardcore Democrats. On oh, that yeah. Side. I mean, of course, I'm black, dude. Come and on. If, so, if someone, <laughs> identified, someone identified as a as a Republican, that person would be shunned, marginalized in some way. That's that's guaranteed. Or you can just question it. Like, <laughs> I don't care about being accepted by any of this. So I don't I don't identify as Republican or Democrat. The closest thing that defines me is maybe libertarian. Libertarian, you. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. then it's like, you know, but you know what? You know that party will never win. So quit wasting the vote. I'm like, I don't waste the vote because I, I spend my money, and that's where the real vote counts. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you know that participation trophy and putting a sticker and all that crap means nothing. Somebody, right. it, it works when it's local, and like I said, when it's city and state then i feel a little bit like i'm really part of the process you right. know when i can drive down to austin and actually go and speak in front of our legislature look like i've done yeah, then yeah. i feel like it's doing something about it i'm not going all the way to dc just to sit there and play the show and tell and, and participate in the theatrics because number one my pay grade is not high enough <laughs> you know at this point because that's what it really takes to make to move the needle when you go to dc right you know, right. You know you gotta cut that check you know right so that's the thing. You got to hit them in their pockets. Yeah, you still got to hit them in the pockets when you, they're local and statewide, but you don't have to do it as much. You can make a lot more noise with three or four individuals, you know, with you making a, a big stink about something to get the attention of someone that's local. Well, well, that begs the question: why? Why is lobbying even legal? Why? Why? What, what if you just exactly? You know why it's legal? You know why it's legal? Most of most everyday Americans either don't understand it. Or they're in their own world that they're not paying attention to it till pretty much well they, they always see things black and white for the most part. They see like, oh, my congressman or Congress or the Senate, you know, or the president, they they all support this thing. And not understanding how that thing became or like they just passed this bill. Not understanding even how that bill even came about. Because everybody forgot schoolhouse rock. They forgot what a bill is and how it works, you know? And so the thing is, when you're removed from the whole process, the whole legislative process and the whole government process, you know, then it doesn't bother you. So people can slip through the cracks and do all this stuff. And all this is, becomes big business. That's what, why is no, the country as a whole, which is hurting financially for the most part, why, why are they not calling for some type of reform for politicians to not be able to trade? 
especially the ones that are on these committees where they're getting inside information. They want to sit yeah. there and talk about any type of everyday person that, you know, gets caught, you know, dealing with inside information, but they don't want to talk about their favorite congressperson that does it. I mean, there's a site you can go to. Um, um, oh, man. Oh, oh, I forgot the name of the site. Unusual Wales, I believe that's the one. You can go to his account, man, and he keeps up with all the dealings, like what Congress and all of them are trading all the time, what committees they sit on. And a lot of times it gives you signals before, you know, a stock is going to move a certain way because of these committees they're on and these permits and all these contracts that these companies are getting. He, he posts all the stuff. It's sitting right there. The information is there. But no one gets upset. I mean, if you're not pissed off about that, then at least wise up and trade the same way just copy trade what these congress people are doing what these politicians are doing because they're not going to sit there and and try to lose money they're going to use that information to get ahead do what they're doing it's for, it's right there it's public knowledge so if you it's like I say it's one of those things where if you can't beat them at least join them otherwise shut up <laughs> don't even get mad now trust me if more, the majority of americans start copy trading and doing what these politicians are doing oh you best believe they'll call for some type of reform for it to stop you know, because they don't want you getting the the majority getting a piece of the pie they're getting into. So, but again, like I said, everyone's so far removed or just just dealing with their own stuff that doesn't bother them. So, yeah, that's the reason why lobbying happens because most people don't understand what a lobbyist does or even how they become a lobbyist or where they come from and and all that. But at the same time, it's just like, oh, a lot of the drugs that they like to take and tell the doctor, can I just have it or whatever? You know, if you remove that lobbyist, then that might remove that drug and and that, that convenience. And now you might actually have to put in the work to make some things get better in your life. Right. So right. it all we all work together here. So no. we can no. talk with we can talk shit to each other about like, man, these lobbyists and these crooked politicians, blah, blah, blah. But when it's time to actually make a stink, no one's how many people actually pick up the phone and, and call their representative and make a big stink because they have to listen to those recordings. You know, who's going to actually put it, send the email and talk about that? Who's right. actually going to go to the state capitol and put up a funk and or try to meet with their congressperson at their local office in your, in your city, you know, and try to do that. Who's going to go through? Well, no, I'll just vote in the next election. I'll show him. I'm talking about you lost my vote. The whole you lost my vote is equivalent to someone saying, oh, I don't want to hear this, Mike. I'm unfollowing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as effective, people. <laughs> Think you give two shits? Come on. Yeah, I I definitely have no filter on on Instagram when I post anything. To me, the whole thing is stupid. So why do I have to be the one who's? It's hilarious because you know I've I've (laughs) taken I've been taking more and more days in between going on there, (laughs) and so like every like fourth or fifth day, I might come on and check in real quick just to make sure I don't you know I don't have any private messages I actually care about from from anybody. And then it's just like so I'm just let me see what Mike's talking about today. <laughs> I'm just have of, I think the whole thing is stupid. So why? why? <laughs> and then I'm just cracking over all the people who just get like their fucking feathers all ruffled up about it. I'm like, really? <laughs> I say, like, I say, like, you know, Mike is kind of he's kind of Eloning you right now. He's trolling you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I see, the thing is, I, I'm a very ethical troll because I only troll on my own page. I don't go on someone else's page. It's right. Like I troll people on my own page, but look, you're coming to my page. And yeah, you mad. Guns. That's like coming yeah. to my house. Like, how dare you have guns? Okay. Bitch, leave. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you don't have to be here. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> how, dare, how dare you have dogs? <laughs> Do you know how bad dogs are? I'm like, <laughs> okay, you can go. 
It's my house. I do what I want. Don't come to your job kicking dicks out of your mouth. Leave me alone, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> all right. That was a great little rent fest. <laughs> and it all started with <laughs> men who identify as women in women's sports. <laughs> and then it came down to going to somebody's job and kicking dicks out of their mouth. <laughs> we all came full circle here. <laughs> And that's a good place to wrap it up. Oh, look at that. Still going full circle. All right. <laughs> so, all right. Anything else you want to add, man, before we head out? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> all right, folks. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody. That wraps up this week's Live Life Aggressively show. Be sure to head over to MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Use the coupon code LLA12 and receive 12% off of your total purchase at either of those websites. Also, for more personal protection tips, make sure you head over to NewWarriorDefense.com. Support the production of the Live Life Aggressively show by heading over to Patreon.com and becoming a patron. Simply go to Patreon.com slash LLA podcast. All Patreon subscribers receive Patreon-only access to our brand new show, Afterlife, which is a brand new behind-the-scenes episode that is not available to the public. Our Patreon subscribers also get to enjoy bigger discounts on all of our products by receiving Patreon-only discount codes beginning at 15% off on all products on MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Lastly, be sure to share the episode by following us on social media on Facebook, as well as our new account on Instagram. Until the next episode, take care, everybody.